0: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it is a pleasure to have you here once again on the Motion Pixels podcast, the only Motion Pixels podcast in America. Um, we have returned after I went on vacation. Uh, I don't think anyone else did besides me, but consequently, the podcast went on a vacation for about a week. Um, so, welcome back, everyone. But with that comes a first. Um, last week's podcast was the first of our podcasts that I did not listen to because I was on vacation, and thus I cannot vouch for anything we said. I did not double-check it. Matt may have edited in some things that I don't agree with, so I would like to formally disavow last week's podcast.
1: Yeah, I, I listened to it, and I I thought it was weird how you said something along the lines of, like, that you thought that everybody was just, um like, some sort of means to an end in your big plan. I don't really know what that meant.
0: (laughs) Matt, you just, yeah, something like Matt's been using some like, like, like audio deep fake technology. And he said it was like a joke, but that doesn't really sound like a joke. So I'm going to have to file like a DMCA takedown against myself on this. one. are saying
2: this is fake news. It's in the recording. I have yeah, no yeah. idea. I mean, like file. I listen
0: to it. I listen to
1: it and it doesn't sound fake. I mean, you said something like, Oh yeah, everybody is just like I think of them as like I like just items in my in my video game. Like I just don't think of them as people. I just kind of use them as as like pawns in my chess chess game, you know?
2: Yeah. I did actually deep fake one audio sound bite of you. Mm-hmm. What was that? Theme song.
0: Because this is the Motion Pixels Podcast. I'm your co-host, August Meyer. August say hello. Hello. Joined by my lovely co-host, <laughs> Matthew Rawlings. Matthew, say hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, and joined once again by the one, the only, the uh one second, let me check my notes here. Yep. The current baddest boy of comedy, Dane Kevin Cook. Dane, say hello. Hello. Because this. Is the motion pictures podcast this week. Um, well, because Dana's here, we will be talking tea again. And no, it's not the tea you're thinking of. Uh, we'll also be talking about um, my, well, by the time you hear this, it will well, we'll be in the, in the midst of it. I'll be watching 31 scary movies for the month of October. Again, I did it last year. It was hard. Uh, This year I have a Shutter subscription. I'm very hopeful that it will be very easy. Um, We'll also be touching on the wild news that Bethesda has been bought. Well, ZeniMax Media has been bought by Microsoft, by William Gates. Um, We will also be touching on Netflix's Ratched. Ratched? How do you say that, Matt? ratchet ratchet uh and then by popular demand we will be talking about avatar 2 so matt i think now would be a great time to introduce the recurring section whenever dane is here talking tea
2: all right and what what is the tea of the week
0: (laughs) well you would think the week you would think the T this week would be TF2 because, well, Dane released a video recently that we haven't talked about on the pod. Um, he plays TF2. That's like kind of his thing. So you would think that would be the T, but uh, this week we'll actually be talking about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake, um, remaster, whatever. They're remakes. Uh, those games absolutely rule. Um, I've been playing the shit out of them, and I know Dane did as well. Um so, yeah, I want to talk mm-hmm. about embracing our inner skater kid.
2: Yeah.
1: For the, I think for the Talk and Tea uh, segment, we should come up, since it's reoccurring, we should come up with an intro for it. Since a lot of like cool radio shows and stuff have intros to reoccurring segments. Yeah, it's a good so, point. So, like, like, roll the intro. And then the intro can be uh, that clip of that girl going, Here's the motherfucking tea.
2: <laughs> and just, that's it. That's the whole <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah, man. If you could roll uh, that intro okay rolling intro now
0: here's the motherfucking t <laughs> whoa whoa you know i didn't think the production value on the pod could get much better but holy shit dude <laughs> as long as we keep requesting unrealistic things for matt that keep editing
1: then uh, it'll yeah. keep uh, the <clears throat> sky's the limit um but i mean uh as far as the t this week it's definitely tony hawk t hawk as i as i like to call him Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh it's a big part of my childhood. I don't know about you, Gus, yes, but I played the absolute crap out of that game. I know earlier off pod I said that the uh, the only game I played yeah. was Pokemon and Halo, <laughs> but. Before, I'd say that there was like a a transition period, like when I was a kid kid, like probably like in between ages seven and 11, Mm -hmm. I was a huge Pokemon fan. And then whenever I like um, started going to middle school, kind of grew out of it a little bit. I kind of actually didn't play Pokemon for, I'd say, middle school to high school portion of my life. So I missed like a couple generations and I went back later and played them. But during that middle school, high school portion of my life, uh, mostly the middle school portion, it was Tony Hawk. That was the game. I remember I would go over to my friend's house all the time because he he I didn't have a PlayStation, but he did, and we would play it all, like for hours. Sleepover was just Tony Hawk. Like that was a that was all we did. We didn't watch movies. We didn't do anything else. Played Tony Hawk, and we play we'd play horse, which is skate. You know, we'd play. Uh, you know combo challenges and stuff like the multiplayer in that game for the time i think was super cool
0: oh yeah super there weren't a whole
1: lot of great multiplayer uh games besides like mario kart you know like party like versus your friends kind of things
2: yeah and horse was great
1: yeah horse was it, it was like really competitive and like I don't know, really addictive, like, uh, after the round is over and your friend won, you're like, "Ah, I can beat you, I can beat you, do it again, do it again, so, like, it had a lot of replayability, but as yeah. far as the multiplayer goes, that was, like, really cool, but the, like, core of the game is just really, it's like an arcade game, except, like, I don't know, uh, for the PlayStation, it was really cool, and, uh, yeah, I just, I played the heck out of it, and, um and I didn't even uh own a copy of the game until way later like i would always play it at my friend's house i remember my aunt had a playstation and uh i would play it at her house all the time <laughs> like uh, it was very strange to have such a um intimate relationship with a game that i i didn't own until very very much later what uh
0: like, which tony hawk game specifically did you play growing up tony hawk pro skater 2 specifically
1: Later when I got a Nintendo 64, uh, that was like the first game system that I got, like way late. Like I got it when I was, like back in like 2002 or something. I got Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for the, for the Nintendo 64. And then later for the GameCube, I think for the GameCube, I got Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. I, I think I, that was I actually GameCube? never played Tony Hawk 1. Yeah, I don't think I yeah. have either. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think
2: 2 is just like
0: strictly better than 1.
2: Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how they really found it.
0: And I, uh, I I know that in this remake uh, that I've been playing on PlayStation Four, I think you've been playing on PC, Dane? Correct. Uh, yeah. I think they took the controls from three and four, but then kind of mapped them to the uh, like all of the the same maps from one and two. Yeah. Uh, and and the remakes are cool because um, I mean it's you get all of the content from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, all of the maps. Um I haven't played the multiplayer in the remake at all I've just been playing by myself, but I imagine it's it's there too um, it is yeah yeah and it's just it, it's really cool to see just this this fresh coat of paint on these like very recognizable um old maps um yeah yeah the maps are super nostalgic especially pro skater two of course because um, I
1: remember in pro skater three and four like they brought back a lot of um old um, Pro Skater 1 maps. So I recognize those because they had already kind of remastered them in in later games. Uh, But yeah, man, like the soundtrack, which they brought back most of the songs and then added some new ones, which all, I think most of the new songs fit in pretty well. Um, I honestly just listen to the soundtrack the entire time i've been playing the game like i haven't turned it off
0: oh dude the soundtrack's so good in this new one i um, i found the uh they they put out the playlist from the game on spotify and uh, i've actually just been listening to it in my in my spare time it's it's very good it uh it has it it, the the songs they added to it fit in uh fit in great i think to the the overall vibe of the of the game there uh there's a song by this guy I typically think is really goofy and not good, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, who's this like Uh-oh. rapper, pop punk singer guy. Yeah, yeah. But it just works so well. That song works so well with the game that I actually started liking it, Embarrassing. How does it go? I, I don't know the names of uh, the songs. I just remember them from their, the way they go. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. He just has this like, uh, oh, okay. I don't even remember the name of the song, but he just has this uh, this like pop punk drawl to his voice that I typically find really... Annoying, but when you're like yeah. bombing down hills in San Francisco and you know getting like 600,000 points for manuals, manual tricks that you're doing, it just feels right. Something about it, and that's yeah. like it's like this hit of nostalgia. These games that I that I that I love, um, the arcadey feel like you just don't games these days, uh, even like games like skate, like more more newer, um skateboarding games are so so much more realistic than tony hawk uh pro skater mm-hmm. games and this game is just like full cheese mode like you can do any trick you oh, want always just by been like, like that yeah it almost has like fighting game controls and once you yeah. just know the the combo you can kind of just do whatever you want um once you get yep. your balance um but it just feel it just feels great it just feels great it's really addicting um the the challenges in each each of the maps um i don't remember from the original games if they're all the same challenges I, I i think they are but they um they feel like just challenging enough like i i know i was even like messaging you dane because i think you beat it before i did uh i was messaging you about how to beat a few of them and like they all have that oh that's how you do it like they don't feel you don't feel like cheated out of yeah, how to beat yeah. these challenges They they just seem really well designed into each of the mm-hmm. maps.
1: They hold up so well cuz I I don't think that they've changed very many of them. I know that they've added a few in the first game because uh from Tony Hawk 1 to Tony Hawk 2, they they added the average number of like challenges for each map. So in order to make it consistent from Tony Hawk 1 to 2, they added new ones to 1. That makes sense. So yeah. like there are some new ones added uh to the Tony Hawk 1 maps, but um other than that, like they're all pretty much the same as before. And uh yeah, they just they're they're hold up so well. Like I think that um video games have just gotten easier, <laughs> like because they're just more wide appeal. And so like in order to appeal to a wider group of people you have to make things easier, I assume. Uh so it's kind of nice to go back to that era of like when video games were generally harder because um I don't know, a lot of satisfaction comes from grinding at something for a long time and not feeling that the game is like impossible just for the sake of being hard, but because like you just need to get better. And then at the end of like grinding it out, you it actually do feel like you've gotten better. And then later you can come back and, um, do generally that same thing again and it comes a lot easier because you've practiced so many times and oh, that's yeah. really satisfying that's like what that's like what's satisfying about video games for me is like the grind and just getting better and then like after like you can r- clearly remember the at the point when you were not even re- like remotely able to do something and then you look at it, like how you are now after practicing it so many times and you're just like wow i can like do this without even thinking now like it's crazy oh yeah it was really 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 cool and really satisfying i really like that <laughs> and tony hawk is like full of opportunities for that
0: yeah at least for me the uh the, the, the loop the gameplay loop of tony hawk uh one and two is you start playing like you start playing a map uh, with like four of the challenges and you only get two minutes you pick like a couple of the challenges to do and for instance, you might go and try to find all of the letters of skate and all of the like secret objects on the map. Like, uh, yeah, I think or do on, a like, very specific trick, Yeah, like on a specific rail or whatever. And then if you can't do it the first try, like in those two minutes, then you go into like free skate mode where you have unlimited time on that map and then practice, 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 try to nail, like doing, doing that trick over that gap or, Like, you remember generally where all of the letters in S K S K A T and E are, and then you try to figure Mm -hmm. out how to get to all of those places. And you do that over and over and over again until you know the map, like the back of your hand, and then you enter the timed mode again, and then just knock it out. And you do that, you know, rinse and repeat like a hundred times for all of the other, all the other challenges that you need to beat each of those games. Um, It's really satisfying. It's really satisfying. (laughs) and you just, it, it it has these RPG mechanics where you're constantly rewarded for the grind. Like you're always, even in free play mode, you're always getting this currency that can be used to buy like cool new like skateboards and clothes and things like that um, throughout each map. Um, I think the interesting thing they did is rather than rewarding you just for like playtime with experience points you find experience points um on each map and as mm-hmm. you're exploring them i mean you're gonna you're gonna be finding a ton of these because you're just in those maps and they're not that big and you're in those maps for so long and um the experience points really matter like all of your like filling up all of your different stats by the end of the by the end of the games like you're pretty much maxed out um you've maxed out your skater like i was using a custom skater um, when i was playing and um like filling out each of those like progress bars you feel the difference really substantially um and it helps it helps you knock out all those challenges even quicker as you go through
1: yeah for the stats i felt like uh like an unstatted skater versus like one where you found all the stats for i didn't really notice that much of a difference the only the only differences i ever noticed was speed like i just noticed that my like if you upgrade the speed then uh that's the only one that i really like can feel a difference for
2: i forgot those games had like character stats that's so weird
0: Yeah. Yeah, There's a ton of different skaters and all of them have different stats. And I think you can level them up and like you can fully level up every character, but they start out with different stats. Your custom guy starts out with like close to no stats and you just have to go and grind it out. But um, yeah, speed is definitely a really noticeable one. I found that the, I think it's called switch. The switch stat is really helpful because so when you uh, when you go off a uh, go off a jump and you you turn, sometimes if you land the opposite way that you started, uh, your footing will be switched from normal to goofy um, and and vice versa. And if you don't have a high enough switch score, then you don't go as fast. Like if you're normally if you're normally normal footed, if you go off a jump, land goofy footed. Your your speed is slashed like way way down. So if you well, all level of your up, your stats are slashed. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you level up your switch, uh, your switch stat, uh, all the way, then you have the exact same stats, goofy footed or normal footed. And uh in all of the grinding, I just found it super useful to be able to reliably know how fast I'm going to be going, no matter how I how I landed. So I found that stat to be really substantial.
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny is that I had the opposite experience because uh, it's like from the other games, because uh, I I don't think that you could improve your stats in older games. I think that you could just pick a skater and you picked the skater with the stats that like more fit your play style. But most of the skaters didn't have very good switch stats. Like they had average stats at best. So it was, it's kind of ingrained in my brain that if you're, currently skating switch that you uh you switch back to normal like on flat ground. So like if I land switch, I would instantly press the button to switch back to normal like before I could even do anything else. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, totally. And speaking of like ingrained in your brain, like when I was playing this game like all the time, uh in my downtime, like when I wasn't playing the game, I would find myself uh like muscle memory flicking my flicking my thumbs in you know like combo uh like to each of the combos that i would you know frequently be doing it felt like (laughs) when i would play like guitar hero a lot growing up i would catch myself like moving my fingers to the beat of songs like in with my guitar hero fingers like this game is just so sticky uh it's awesome i i've I've really been enjoying it
1: yeah uh and it's been a long time since I've played the original Tony Hawks, but I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, this is the probably the best remaster or remake that I've seen in a very, very long time. Like, everything about it is just so, like, smartly done. Like, they they didn't remove uh anything that made it Tony Hawk, and they added enough to where it feels modern. It doesn't feel, like, too much in one way or the other. It doesn't feel, like, too antiquated, and it doesn't feel too much like they took took what made Tony Hawk good and like modernized it to where it's not even recognizable anymore. Like it's such a perfect middle ground. And I feel like that is worth some sort of commendation because it's like really impressive, (laughs) especially like when these games often get made by people who barely even know anything about the original. And they're just kind of like, I don't know, looking up online, like, well, what do they like about the original? I don't know. And then they just go off that. Like they didn't actually know firsthand. And it feels like a lot of people who might have been working on this game had a better sense of, like, what made the original games good. Especially when you consider things like uh, Tony Hawk 5, I think, came out, like, a couple years ago. And it's just so bad. (laughs) Like, it's weird to think that the same, like, IP uh, made this game. The same, like, I don't know if it's the same team, but it's the same, like, you know, group of people, I suppose, that had maybe some creative control made those two games
0: yeah it just feels right you know it just it has that snappy arcade feel where you just want to pick it right back up after you after you biff it on on some move um, it feels awesome um, it feels just like I, re- I remember it I um one thing that I that I hope comes out of this because of how how good this game is and I think it was a hit and I haven't looked at the numbers myself but um, I heard about it a ton so I, I I think it was a hit. Um, I, I think re- it
1: was extremely popular with our age group, and that's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody else played it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how popular skateboarding is among the youth today. I hope it's popular, because I, <laughs> I I still skate today.
1: I think it's popular. I just don't think the Tony Hawk games are as popular as they used to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like an IP that it is heavily banking on nostalgia. Um, and I hope they continue to bank on nostalgia with a uh, a remake of Tony Hawk Underground because that's the game I play the most in the Tony Hawk franchise growing yes. up. Yeah. Um, it has okay, a story. Cool. The story is like kind of dumb, um, but the, <laughs> the central villain of Tony Hawk's Underground is so <laughs> yeah. memorable. He's your douchebag best friend who just keeps fucking you over and over and over. And um, yeah. I think it'd be really cool if they gave it this because uh, Tony Hawk Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake um looks amazing and if they just gave Tony Hawk's Underground that same fresh coat of paint but kept that like janky uh not very I don't know like going back looking at that game it's an open world like quote unquote open world kind of like open area game yeah um but I think it would feel really old but in like a in a really fun way if they gave it the same kind of polish that uh, the that, that this remake has and um, I think this, I like the skating more in Tony Hawk's Underground because you can get out, get off of your skateboard and like mm-hmm. walk around, which I find really helpful for like positioning yourself to like, if, like, if I know I want to like go down this gigantic uh, like half pipe, I can go up the half pipe and then land on my feet and then position myself exactly where I want to go versus in Tony Hawk's one and two remake and the original games you are literally always on your skateboard and you're not quite as like agile and tactile as you would be if you were on your feet. So there's some like, it feels kind of weird to like very accurately control yourself.
1: It might, it might be because like I played a ton of underground and so I'm, I don't know, it's kind of like something I'm used to having a little bit more control over positioning and, like, control of your character, but, yeah, like, especially when, I mean, when you max your speed stat, it's actually kind of hard to control your character whenever you're trying to make, like, minute, uh, like, movements, because your character just goes so damn fast, and, like, if you let go of the stick, if you, like, hold back to, like, make sure that your guy's, like, in one place, if you let go of the stick, and you're holding A, or forward, or whatever, uh, yeah, your guy just takes off, like, a rocket, so, um, that's actually one thing that I missed about Tony Hawk games whenever I was playing the remake as I was like, the whole time. I was just like, and I wish I could get off my board because it's kind of unrealistic if you think about it. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <Yeah, supporters> kind <laughs> just aren't always like, aren't always just like gliding around on their skateboard 24 seven. They get off their skateboard <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're that's like a they're big off reason their skateboard why more than on.
2: <laughs> I-, I didn't get the remake because I Figured I'd get pissed off about that. Like, I played Pro Skater 2 on my PlayStation, but I didn't really like the Tony Hawk games until Underground. And that's because I enjoy the level format and, you know, like, the fact that you can actually, like, walk around a whole lot more. You could also hit people with your skateboard. That was pretty cool. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. that (laughs) There was a point,
1: (laughs) I mean, like, you can kind of see it manifesting early on in the first games, but there's definitely a point where the Tony Hawk games became integrated with, like, the Jackass MTV kind of mm-hmm. thing. I think you can play as some Jackass characters in, like, Tony Hawk Underground.
2: Yeah, it's the, the Bam Margera effect. Is that his name? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Viva La Bam. Like, Bam. Bam Margera and, I think, steve were trying to become pro skateboarders around that time. <laughs> so I think that, like, they, they took advantage of that and, like, were kind of pushing it a little bit because like, of course Jackass was huge, but I think that it's funny. Like the rambunctiousness of skateboarding culture was like turned up to 11 in those games. And I yeah, that's that why that they're was great. really funny. You know, <laughs> yeah. That's like, that- ah, we're, pu- we're punk skaters. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like, that
0: was just so overblown in those games. It was just really funny in the remakes that like, like the skater culture stuff is, is one of the best parts of the game. Like as it comes to the fashion, Because like, I am like every single time. I love the clothes in those games. Yeah. Every time I pick up the game, I change my outfit because in my real life, I pretty much dress in like skateboarder aesthetic clothing. I wear like skate shoes and like in real life, I look pretty similar to my my skateboard character.
1: You look similar to Tony Hawk, basically.
0: Yeah. People, sometimes I walk down the street and people are like, is that? They confuse you with it. Is that Tony? Is that T? um but but yeah no i i love i i think the the, all the clothing in this i i think they added a ton of uh of new clothes and whatnot to this game um and it's one of the best parts like the like you 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 can customize like your socks like everything like there's a ton of options like down to like your socks you can change like the the style of like the wheels you have um fun fact fun fact uh my Uh, music album of all time is Frank Ocean's Blonde and on the cover of Blonde the font used for the title of the album came off of a t-shirt in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 the original wow Um, (laughs) yeah I don't know if that that shirt I haven't checked if that shirt is in in this game but uh yeah fun fact for all you skater boys out there
1: that's so fun
0: yeah right um man (laughs) man. Yeah. I mean, these games, these games are just, uh, they feel like a reprieve from all of the the craziness of the world. Um, and they're so <laughs> like, you're not hurting anybody in these games. You know, you're, all you're doing is I guess you get run over by some taxis. Um, and that's another thing. That's one thing that is confusing to me about this game. So there is a Chicago, I live in Chicago and uh, in, in real life, not in the skater world. And, uh, there is a Chicago level in this game that's at like some skate park that I've never been to. And there's a Minneapolis level in this game. Yeah. But the Minneapolis level has all these taxi drivers that, whenever they pass by you, they say all of this like stereotypical Chicago stuff. Like you'll get run over by a taxi driver in the Minneapolis level of Tony Hawk, Pro, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One in this game. And they'll be like, is that thin crust or deep dish? And it's like <laughs> are, are there like a ton of like Chicagoans who are commuting to Minneapolis just to become taxi drivers? Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> Did they get it wrong and think they were developing a Chicago level or just didn't know anything about Minneapolis? I don't know. But there's like four or five different like catchphrases that, that they use. Like one of them even says, like, no one calls it the no one calls it the Willis Tower. That's for tourists. And the Willis yeah, Tower that one stood is up to in me. Chicago. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> in Chicago, famously, there was uh, the Sears Tower, formerly the tallest building in the world, I think, uh, that was rebranded to the Willis Tower like 10, 15 years ago. And no one calls it that. Everyone still calls it the Sears Tower. Um, I see. Yeah, but that, uh, that tower is famously not in Minneapolis. So uh, Tony, <laughs> uh, Tony, if you're listening to this, please uh, get your fact checking team in there. Uh, see what you can do. <laughs> Maybe patch maybe it's a meta tics. joke. I don't know.
1: Seems like maybe. weird to to I don't know. That's well, definitely a that development
2: error. They were probably trying to just do a Chicago level and then decided they couldn't for whatever reason, and then just made the skate park. But they already had like the assets or something, you know?
0: Yeah, maybe they mm, had. Yeah. When, maybe when they were getting like their rating, they didn't want to set a level in downtown Chicago because of the the higher high murder rates in r- real life Chicago. And uh, mm-hmm. Minneapolis has a much lower murder rate.
1: Yeah, they didn't want your character to get murdered.
0: Yeah, God, that would suck. Yeah,
2: that's why they put sharks and punji pits and all that in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it. there was, like, I think it was
0: a Polygon article about how uh, you can, I forget what level it is, but there's some level where there's like spikes that you can like fall on and die. And uh, that's like against the Geneva Convention. So there was like a Polygon article about like, hey Tony Hawk, like how come you can get killed in ways that violate the Geneva Convention in your video game?
2: Oh no, it, it was uh well, yeah, what was it? It was a video that uh good old uh Brian David Gilbert did. Good video, you guys should check it out. Um but uh it was like they had that in the original one, at least in the, the custom uh part creator. Like is that still yeah. in the game? Yeah, I
1: remember. I remember very clearly in the custom park creator, you can make spikes that you could fall on.
2: Yeah, is that still? I mean, is the park creator still in the remake? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I I um I only played other people's skate parks. I didn't try and make my own.
2: Okay. Yeah, like the videos about that, the punji Pit isn't in uh the remake. The remake, and oh, then it raised okay. the question of why is it called a Pungy Pit. Like, that's what that's what it was called in Vietnam. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, like, it, the whole video is, like, him trying to find out, like, why this name? Why not Spike Pit? And also, why? Why is there a Spike Pit? <laughs> um, so, it's pretty good. Because it's funny. Yeah.
1: Like, the games have a great sense of humor. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah.
0: I well, love them. I love them. Yeah.
1: I think it's great. And uh, every once in a while, I boot the game up and I... I uh complete a skater cuz like every pro skater has like their own stats that you can do. They have their own challenges. Uh so I try and 100% a character every once in a while. It takes a couple hours.
0: It's pretty fun. Who's your favorite of the 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 pro skaters? Is that even a freaking question? Why is it Tony?
1: No, Tony. What do I look like a vert skater to you? No way. <laughs> the king of street, baby Rodney Mullen, he's the ba- he's the greatest skater of all time.
0: I always liked uh, Chad Muska growing up when I played these games, but it was oh, only he got a
1: big boom box.
0: Uh, no, it was only because <laughs> in whatever game that I was playing with Chad Muska, uh, he was wearing a backpack. And for, for some mm-hmm. reason, I just thought backpacks are really cool back then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know a lot of people like Chad Muska because his uh, his look in the game stood out for sure. Like everybody else is just wearing like skateboard pants and shoes. But like he's like he's got a, a goofy like
0: Florida look, I guess. Yeah, I'm kind of a goof myself.
1: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. He's, he's, I'd say he's probably one of my favorites too, just because of the way he looks. But I never really played as him. I was a huge fan of uh, Rodney Mullen because, um, and you can still do this in the new games and their updated videos, which is awesome. Um, You can, if you like complete a skater, like if you complete all of their stats or something, it unlocks a skate video, like kind of like a a skateboarding video featuring them. And it's really cool. And that was like one of the main things to unlock in the original games because like it, it was crazy uh, back then to be able to um, like unlock real videos on in video games. <laughs> like, I know, it's probably strange, but like it's very, very odd back then for there to be real videos in video games because like the file size is probably too big. Yeah. Plus like Tony Hawk 3 and, and onward, I think. You could unlock skateboarder videos for people, and uh I unlocked um Rodney Mullen's skate video, and it fucking blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like y- just look up like Rodney Mullen's skateboard video it- 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 both you guys and people watching. like it's crazy to think that a lot of the tricks in those videos, he is the only one who's ever done them. Nobody's even attempted to do those tricks because they're too hard. Like he's that good at skateboarding. I don't think a lot, I don't think he gets enough credit. Also, he's credited for inventing like I don't know anywhere between like twenty five and fifty tricks, including the ollie, including the kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so uh, it's kind of strange that it's called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater because Rodney Mullen is the actual god of skateboarding in my eyes.
0: Yeah, well, Tony Hawk is, like, the name. He's, like, the face of skateboarding.
1: He's the face of skateboarding. I mean, he did the 900, and obviously, like, he's a great businessman. So, he deserves all of the success he gets. But I'm just saying, like, Rodney Mullen is, like, a prodigy. He's, like, my skateboarding hero. I bought his book, actually. I'm, I'm reading it right now. Oh, awesome. It kind of got me wow. back into the, kind of, the game kind of got me back into the world of skateboarding. Like, I would never try and skateboard, but uh, I've been actually looking into getting a few custom custom-made skateboards just to have as like wall art because i just like the like i like the aesthetic of skateboards like mm-hmm. i just like them a lot and i i wouldn't feel bad at owning a few skateboards even if i didn't actually skateboard anymore <laughs> because it's such a big part of my like uh i don't know early childhood and and uh i don't know i, I really like the culture of skateboarding it's really cool
0: yeah when the uh when the pandemic hit and uh you know stuck inside i wanted to figure out how to how to stay active that wasn't just like walking around so i bought a skateboard um recently and after i got this game i've been skating way more um nice uh yeah it's it's been really fun um and with not as many people around um it's uh, yeah not
1: many people to bump into
0: yeah it's great it's great to just cruise, cruise around i don't do any crazy Rodney Mullen-esque tricks but uh I just cruise <laughs> well that's, that's you're not great. doing a grind no I don't I don't grind but what I do do is I like you do. I, I, yeah yeah what I what I do do um is I'll like drag my board a little bit so that my board gets like worn worn out oh my so god that it, so that it looks <laughs> a little a little badass <laughs> but I don't like you know grind it up against rails or anything um, mm-hmm. you know just just the tip just the tip but why don't you get a long board uh why yeah. wait, wait, what's the question? Why didn't you get a longboard? Why'd you get a skateboard? See, uh one, because skateboards are cooler. And B, what I did is I, I built a custom board that is kind of like a shortboard where um it's a really wide, really wide skateboard. It's like I th- I think like eight, eight point one inches wide. Um, I don't know how long it is. I'm looking at it right now. Um, but the wheels I got for it are like longboard wheels. So um you get the like tactileness of having like the skateboard so you can move around a little more um accurately but the wheels are super soft and like gummy so um you can just like skate over rocks and twigs and stuff which means I don't wipe out as much though I did like completely biff it the other day and like right now my arm is all skinned up but um I had a good time. I had a good time. Biffing it, you know, just means you're not gonna biff it quite as hard the next time. Life is all about biffing it. You know it's like in a uh, uh, the dark knight rises why do we fall mr wine to get back up i think about the lot when i'm skating
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah so yeah good game go play it uh it's on like everything except switch i wish it was on switch it's uh, really
2: not on switch what no no it looks yeah, too good
0: it, it looks too good to be on switch tbh <laughs> uh it's a very good looking game but maybe they could yeah. do like a shitty We'd Probably get 20 version fps on the switch yeah dude and i, and I need <laughs> my 400 fps at 8k so you know <laughs> yeah no so uh yeah dane any any closing points on uh this talking tea segment
1: i'd say if you're a fan of um if you're a fan of skateboard if, and if you if you <laughs> i don't want to say if you're a fan of skateboarding because it is still a fringe uh thing to be into but if you like the idea of skateboarding and you like arcade games and you've never played Tony Hawk before, I'd say that it's totally worth picking up the remake simply because they did it so well. You can pretty much experience the um, the Tony Hawk experience. I mean, like, think about it this way. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, I think, is, like, in the top five best video games of all time, according to Metacritic. Yeah, it is. And it's, like, from, like, 2001. So uh, if a game is, like, almost 20 years old and it's still, like considered one of the best games of all time alongside like ocarina of time i wouldn't just write it off as some sports game it's really really fun (laughs) and uh definitely check it out uh and you don't have to get a nintendo 64 or download dolphin to play it you can play the remake it's pretty cool the only downside is it's epic store exclusive if you play it on the pc fuck that sucks is it really (laughs) yeah that sucks i almost didn't get it because of that but i was like damn it i really really want to play it though so now i have the epic store downloaded (laughs) <laughs> oh, nah, <well>. brick <laughs> it's the only game i own on there though
0: yeah it is extremely fun um it brings back memories of playing these games but even if you never played these games growing up um i mean skateboarding is just awesome and this is like an arcadey you can do anything version of skateboarding um it's yeah. a blast it's it's a total It's really blast. funny <laughs> and yeah <laughs> like, it is it is very funny
1: there's just like some of the names of the tricks and some of the names of the gaps are like You could tell they had fun with it. Yeah. Also, like there are some unlockable characters that are pretty great.
0: Yeah, like I bought the like deluxe edition just so I could skate around as a skeleton.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I didn't get that version, but I thought that was pretty funny. You can unlock. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but it's probably pretty common knowledge now. But you can unlock, um, uh, Officer Dick, who is, um, just literally Jack Black in a cop outfit. Really? Voiced by, the, voiced by the real Jack Black and everything. Yeah. What? He's like, like main guy that I play as now.
0: What? I got he, He's like this.
1: fully voiced. Like he has a bunch of like voice lines and stuff. He says like, yeah, I'm fucking really good. <laughs> he doesn't swear, but like when he does a oh kickflip or something, he'll That's say like, he'll, say like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. That looks just like, like him. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, you can play as an alien, which is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah
0: I found an alien at the area 50 at the Roswell level. And uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't know you could play as one. That's so funny.
1: You gotta, there's an alien plushie on all levels. You have to collect them all. They're all in secret
0: areas. Oh, I found, I think I found like literally one of those. And you like smash them and they like, they pop into like green goo or something, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, If you smash all of those, then uh, you unlock the alien.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I gotta go back and do that. Yeah. Oh, man. What a good game. What a good game. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go, go. I see the alien right here. Um, Yeah. The alien does not look anything like Jack Black, though. But uh, yeah, no, go play, no. <laughs> go play Tony Hawk, uh, Pro Skater One Plus Two. Extremely good game, officially endorsed by the Motion Pixels podcast. So that has been talking T. In this case, T for Tony. Um, next time Dana's on, who knows what the next T will be? Um, what are other the
1: outro? <laughs> the outro for that segment. Just edit that girl to say. There's the motherfucking T. don't know how you're gonna edit or say there's. <laughs> he could deep fake it. Yeah, deep just deep fake it.
0: <laughs> Bro, <Brill>, literally <laughs> just deep fake it. Okay, edit right. that in right here. Ah, there's. The motherfucking T. <laughs> All right, Matt. That was really cool. Uh, very high effort <laughs> of you. He's not going to
1: do it. He's not going to.
0: We appreciate that. Simple as that. Um, no, I think he will. I think he will, because he just appreciates a highly polished podcast. And this is the world's most polished podcast, and uh, that's what we're kind of known for. Um, yep. But, uh, okay, Spe- speaking of uh, uh, speaking of podcasts... Uh, this is one of those, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> transition. <laughs> you know, you. We're going to talk about like
1: the scary. You're going to watch 31 scary movies.
0: Yeah, I'm going to watch 31 scary movies. Oh. Uh, so I'm like, I'm the horror movie guy of the podcast. Um, I love horror. Um, I uh, I'm actually reading right now. I, I barely read any books, but I'm reading Pet Cemetery by Stephen King right now. And if you're one of my friends and you are listening to this, I know one of my friends recommended pet cemetery the book to me but i don't remember who it is so please shoot me a dm if you were that friend that would be much appreciated yeah um, shout
1: out to august's friend
0: yeah shout out to mysterious friend number 1 um if you're if you're a friend of august shout out to you you know who you are you know who you are you know who you are <laughs> you're not on this podcast but you know someone else out there um, No, <laughs> we're not his friend no we're, we're pure this is all business i actually i uh <laughs> i, I met you are using us in your big
1: scheme and your big chess game <laughs> yeah,
0: in my big chess game yeah because i mean we were all just like we're like the uh which band is that i think the monkeys that they were all just like it was a band created by like producers who just got a bunch of people together we're like the we're like one direction oh really we're, yeah where simon cowell like found us each like individually <laughs> and put us together <laughs> i know, know that was the monkeys
1: so the monkeys are basically the first K-pop group.
0: Yeah, the monkeys were the first K-pop <laughs> group. <laughs> uh yeah. Speaking of uh K-pop, um the the horror movies that I'll be uh watching this month, I have compiled a list. It is definitely subject to change, but this this month I've curated my list of uh horror movies. Uh, I have to watch one every day. It's going to suck. It doesn't sound like it, like it sucks. Cause like, are you doing it if you don't want to do it? I do want to do it, but I like doing dumb things. Uh, I like doing things (laughs) that I'll I'll regret just so that I can say I did them. Uh, maybe it's toxic masculinity or maybe I'm an idiot. Who knows? But, um, last year I had kind of a hard time with it because, uh, you know, devoting, you know, two hours of your day to watching, sitting and watching a movie. Um, Every single day and being held to that or holding yourself to that um, is kind of a lot. So I ended up like I would be watching movies at like, you know, ungodly hours of the night. I'd be watching like two or three movies in a day if I skipped a movie uh, one day. But I did do 31 movies and it was great. I watched a bunch of shitty movies that I never would have watched otherwise. Um, Like that dumb Jessica Alba movie called The Eye, where she is a blind woman who gets an eye transplant, but (laughs) her eye is haunted. (laughs) haunted <laughs> eyeball um, <laughs> yeah haunted eyeball uh yeah it was really dumb uh that i shouldn't have watched that movie but i watched some good movies too um like uh the best movie i saw that i'd never seen before was the texas chainsaw massacre i talk about that i think a, a few times on the podcast um just because that movie's so good that movie's like it's like an art house horror movie from the 70s and uh it's just just dripping with style it's super gory and um but gory in like a I don't know, in a different way than, than other movies are. Like decoratively gory. Like there's just guts strewn all over the place uh by these weird hillbilly cannibals who just love decorating their house with human body parts and shit. It's it's awesome. Um so That sounds really funny. Yeah, it has its moments of, of, of funniness. Uh there's these weird hillbillies that uh capture these normal urbanites i guess who uh come to like visit this rural town and uh spoiler they all get like killed or eaten except for one girl who spoiler uh gets away as in you know most horror movies it's kind of the formula Mm -hmm. and um yeah the hillbillies are kind of funny because they genuinely love what they do these hillbilly cannibals and Mm -hmm. uh they're very
1: passionate about it
0: yeah, they're really passionate. Their whole lifestyle revolves around just like luring in people from out of town and eating them. And they really take pride in what they do. You know they what do.
1: they say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And, and it that's really kind do- of
0: the, the theme of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that is the theme of the movie. I mean, it does not seem like Leatherface or his cannibal family um, are working. It really seems like they're they're <laughs> loving, you know, they're they're loving what they do.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but okay so the second texas chainsaw massacre which is somehow directed by the same guy is like this like it's more like an episode of scooby-doo where uh matt if you could actually like edit in just the poster for the texas chainsaw massacre 2 the poster for it is i think they like parodied the breakfast club poster Uh, dude it's so weird look at like look it up right now yeah uh texas johnson master 2 yeah, yeah it's, post it in the chat yeah I'll, I'll post in the chat um oh my god it literally is the breakfast club uh poster and it's nothing literally nothing like the first movie um yeah, look at that <laughs> 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 and it's like this like zany so wacky like almost comedy about like the same hillbilly family uh from the first one but uh they like take over like a radio station and like an amusement park or something like that um it, the movie really sucks honestly but it's kind of fun um dennis hopper's in it if you like dennis hopper um yeah it's a completely different movie um the first one is like genuinely really scary and the second one is like more like a scream movie where it's like really self-aware oh i love that what it is yeah i mean you might like it i mean i i enjoy it um but it's like, it's weird because it's like, it's like campy and it, it's more like a take on like the horror genre. It's like spoofing the horror, the, the gory horror genre. The second one is where the first one is like a genuinely unsettling, scary movie about hillbilly cannibals. Um, I don't know why they went in that direction. But um, yeah, it's, it's worth a watch.
2: Because the 70s uh, were wild. They did some really creative things.
0: The 70s that. were wild.
2: Yeah, um, like, I mean, even, like, Planet of the Apes, like, the first two are just, like, I mean, these isn't horror movies, but, like, those first two Planet of the Apes movies were just, like, very kind of serious, and then, like, the third one, it's, like, the apes are in 1976, and they're walking around humans. Like, it's just fucking <laughs> wacky. <laughs> it's just yeah. a weird pivot. But yeah, the 70s were cool. They weren't afraid to potentially, like, ruin their whole franchise.
0: <laughs> so, do you... Do you have a list of the movies you're going to watch? Uh, I do, I do, uh, and I'm willing to share it with you all. So Thank I tried you. to go last year with I tried to have some like themes. Uh, last year, I tried to watch um, I tried to watch all of Rob Zombie's movies. Um, I don't know why. I think uh, I think I had just <laughs> seen Rob Zombie on Joe Rogan's podcast and remembered that I liked his music growing up. So I got like a little bit back into his music uh, right before the month started. And uh, that reminded me that he made all these really shitty horror movies. Um, And Rob Zombie (laughs) kind of uh, cornered the like uh, psychopath hillbilly murderer genre in like the early 2000s to like mid aughts. Um, He was making like basically takes on the texas chainsaw massacre but like in his own really weird way and before he directed movies he was directing like his music videos and the uh his movies are all just i mean they're none of them are good and uh they all are just kind of like two hour long music videos um but i enjoy them they're these super gritty bad gory slasher movies not slasher movies i would say hillbilly psychopath movies um, so that was that was a major theme of last year. I also watched all of the Resident Evil films, um, all of which are really bad, honestly. Um, I like bad horror movies, if you can if you can tell. But uh, this year, I've decided I want to watch the entire uh, Conjuring cinematic universe. I think I've seen most of them, but I'm going to watch all of those. Is there a
1: cinematic universe, or are you just saying that is a is a gag? Or no, they're
0: just one, two, three. No, no, no. It is not a gag. Um, there are let's see, one, two, three, four, five. There are six movies in this cinematic universe. Oh. Maybe like spinoffs, seven or eight. Yes, there's there's a bunch of spinoffs. Um, um. So there's the Conjuring, the Conjuring Two, La La Rona, Annabelle, Annabelle Two, and The Nun, and all of them center around like the same group of like paranormal investigators. There's a bunch of like yeah. actors that are shared throughout all of these movies, um, and I've seen a bunch of them. Oh. But I- I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go through and watch all of them. Um, I also want to watch uh, since I'm reading Pet Cemetery right now. Um, I want to go through and watch a bunch of Stephen King movies. So um, I have. Uh, Pet Cemetery, which I watched last year, um, the movie, which I really liked, the original from 1989. The TV um, one? No, I don't think it was a TV. Maybe it was a TV movie. I don't. There think are so many was. different versions
1: of that story. <laughs> yeah, this They've one made I think, it so many times.
0: I think this might have been a theatrical movie, but I'm also going to watch the 2018 or 2019 remake, which I heard was just like really dumb. Um, and they like spoil like a big departure from the original on the poster for the movie which is dumb and I'll just spoil it because it's on the it's on the poster but like in the original pet cemetery well, most book people it, know the story I think right <laughs> yeah hold so Jen, right,
2: wait no no wait uh, hold on I'm gonna just deafen keep <laughs> talking okay, <laughs> you can talk it.
0: okay <laughs> yeah so in pet cemetery uh it's about a guy who moves to rural Maine and behind his house there is a uh like a A little plot of land where kids, for the past like 100 years, have been burying their pets, uh, called the Pet Cemetery. And behind that is this like ancient, uh, Native American burial ground where, um, if anything, any living organism you bury there will come back to life. And, uh, at first, the guy. Uh, buries his family's cat when the cat dies, so his little ki- his his like uh, his daughter who's really attached to the cat won't uh, won't be sad. So he brings the cat back to life, and the cat acts all creepy. But then his uh, his son gets hit by a car, and he tries to bring his son back to life. And let's just say it doesn't go according Polarity to plan. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hijinks ensue. <laughs> um, so yeah, on the cover of the so his son gets brought back as this like murderous zombie kid. And uh, on the on the cover of the like 2018 or 2019 remake, there's like a zombie little girl. So it's like they just <laughs> kind of spoil that it's not the kid. It's not the boy that dies. It's the girl. Um, so yeah, I heard that movie's wow. bad. Wow. Gender reversal. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's dumb. But John Lithgow is in it. He plays like the old man <laughs> who shows the guy at the pet cemetery. And I really like John Lithgow. From, uh, I mostly yeah. know him from uh, Dexter season four. As the Trinity Killer, he was great. Wow! So
1: I mostly know him as the uh, the villain in Shrek.
0: Wait, he was the villain in Shrek? Yeah, he was Lord Farquaad. Yes. You oh my god! That? I had no idea that was. John He's also Lentgen. in Third Rock
1: from the Sun, which is like a really solid uh, sitcom from the early 2000s.
0: Oh, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that was his his origin story. But man, I did not know he was Lord Farquaad. <laughs> He's also so in funny. my
1: favorite movie, Shrek interstellar
0: oh yeah he is he's the what is he the is he matthew McConaughey's dad he's a st- uh like uh father-in-law father-in-law
1: yeah but i mean like he still lives with them and then uh he's also the guy that gets alzheimer's or whatever in
0: uh planet of the apes remake oh yeah 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 he's a great actor i, I really yeah, love john i think john he Lathana. died <laughs> oh no did John Lithgow die? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check this. I could be making that up, but I thought he died. You know what? I'm not gonna fact check this. I actually I did just fact check it, but I'm not gonna tell the tell our listeners John Lithgow okay. might be dead. Find out for yourself. <laughs> 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 um, and if he is dead, uh, I would recommend not burying him in the pet cemetery. I just realized I definitely that- don't.
2: Since I deafened myself for that spoiler, I need to watch it in the next two days. Otherwise, I'm gonna have it spoiled when I proof edit the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So I guess I'm watching that tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Dude, it's a good movie. I really like the original Pet Cemetery. Um, you know, I
2: I think I'm cool. gonna watch 13 horror movies. 31's a lot, but I could do 13.
0: You should. You should. Yeah. And I I have 31. You can choose from if you want to, you know, be able to talk about them on the pod together. Thirteen um, sounds
1: like a reasonable amount to be honest. I might do that too, but I might only watch movies that I like.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I'm a, gonna rewatch good. a bunch. I'll, I'll probably
1: end up just like rewatching a lot of movies to be honest.
2: Yeah, because I really want to. I'm a huge fan of the uh, Paranormal Activity movies. Like that's one of my like oh yeah yeah favorite uh, cinematic universes. Because the first two are or the first couple are pretty good, and then the rest are kind of bad. But it's still like enjoyable. That's you know? the
0: magical horror movies, brother. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, like, I want to rewatch all of those. There's the new Train to Busan. There's Pet Cemetery. Like, I think there's a lot. Um,
0: Dude, Pet also- Cemetery is oh. legitimately creepy.
2: Okay, actually, I got a movie that both of you, if you do this, you should put on your list to check out. Because it's a really, really good. It's a Western horror. Um, and I think I told Gus about this a long time ago. But it's called Bone Tomahawk.
0: Oh, dude! You told me to put that on my list last year, and I didn't get to it. I'll put yeah. it on my list this year.
2: It's with, uh, I believe, the main actor is Kurt Russell.
0: Yeah, he's in it. Yeah.
2: Um, and he is a sheriff in like a western town in like I don't know, like late eighteen hundreds or something like that. But um, there's a uh, native tribe that's like, abducting people from a nearby town, and they abduct some people and I think his wife and they go on like a mission to get him back. And there's some uh, spooky stuff that goes along on the journey and it's really good. And it has one of the most like graphic gruesome death scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Like, like I'm pretty desensitized after being on the internet for so long to how gory things can be. But this scene dude is just it still makes you just like, oh,
0: God. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You know yeah. that.
2: Yeah, it, it's really good. It, it might be a little slow. I remember it being a little slow, but it's still enjoyable. Um, you guys should love If you watch it, let me know what you think, because I have fond memories of it, but it has been like two or three years since I've seen it.
0: Uh, well, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is definitely not slow. It might have a musical number in it. I don't like, remember. So that yeah, seems like I'm a nice foil that too. to that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, I'll put that on the list. Um, but uh yeah, without further ado, I'll just I'll read through my list and then if anyone has any suggestions out in the audience, I would uh really appreciate uh suggestions because this list is definitely not set in stone. Uh shoot them over to our Discord, the Motion Pixels Discord. We'll put a link in the the tweet in the description and all that. So uh here they are. I'll just rattle them off because there's 31. And 31 is a large number, which means this is a difficult thing to do. And I'm uh Okay, so, uh, okay, The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, La Llorona, Annabelle, Annabelle 2, The Nun, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Halloween, I've actually never seen the original Halloween, shamefully, Uh, The Fog, not to be confused with The Mist, Uh, Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery 2, It, It Chapter 2, I love those movies so much, Uh, Doctor Sleep. Talking about the new ones? Yeah, dude, I love those movies so much, they're so sick. Uh, especially the second one. I read really, Bill Hader's so funny. Um, Misery, Salem's Lot, which is a TV special, but I, that's the next book I'm going to read. So I want to watch the movie or the TV special. Um, Mandy with Nicolas Cage. Uh, Dogs don't wear pants. Uh, that's a movie <laughs> on Shudder that uh, has a picture of this like dominatrix on the front, and uh, yeah, I don't know anything about it, but it looks oh, scary. Doms
2: don't wear pants. <laughs>
0: Uh no, dog is Oh, okay, so it was dogs. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. That's true. Uh it's true. It's true and I love truth. Uh, uh a girl walks home alone at night. Uh behind the mask <laughs> I, the rise I of Leslie the entire movie. Yeah, so well actually it turns more out like the, the girl is a vampire. Spoiler. Um Oh. What's it with girl vampire movies always having long obnoxious titles? Name one other Wait, girl vampire movie it. with a long obnoxious title.
1: All
2: right, Twilight. Let Breaking the Dawn right Part two. one in. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that is a long
0: obnoxious <laughs> title. Uh, and then what's the? It's there's let there's let the right one in. And then the, I think the American remake of that is called. Let They Me shortened in. it. Yeah, they shortened <laughs> it because they're like, yeah, that's too long. They're like that's too long and annoying. Yeah.
1: Um. It's that's a sentence. That's not a title.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have a I have a soft spot for long annoying titles uh da, 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 da. oh hellraiser i love the hellraiser franchise the cenobites excellent creature design uh hellraiser hellraiser 2 hellbound host bram stoker's dracula color host? out of space as in the host you're gonna yeah, re-watch that the you host with the most it. i want to watch it again the... I, and it's only 57 minutes long so it's like a uh short that's why it's podcast. on the list yeah, yeah, I gotta, <laughs> pa- I gotta pack this efficiently. You know, there's some strategy to this. Wait, are
1: you talking about the, um, the Korean movie? No, the one that uh, just
2: came out on Shutter. It's pretty good. It's like it uh, takes place during the COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like yeah, Ultra I
1: would, Zoom. I would, I really they already made it. It. they already made a COVID movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's shot entirely <laughs> on Zoom. It's like a Zoom call that's recorded. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. really good. I'd recommend it. Uh, uh Itchy the Killer uh dario argento's inferno never sleep again the void and then two personal favorites happy death day and happy death day to you and uh now bone tomahawk Uh, i don't know if you guys have seen happy death day but if you're a fan of scream it's really just like a uh it was made in 2020 but it's like a very 2020 version of i love scream scream I'll I'll watch that. It's super, super (laughs) self-referential. I also love to scream. I don't think it's scary (laughs) enough that it'll make you scream, but it'll certainly evoke memories of the franchise scream Uh, Mm. because it's like it's about this like sorority girl. It's like uh, it's scream meets vampire meets uh, uh, Groundhog Day. It's about this uh, sorority girl who keeps getting killed Bill Murray. Yeah, it's a sorority girl played by Bill Murray who keeps getting killed by the serial killer every day. And then uh the serial killer is also played by Bill Murray. And uh every time she gets killed, she wakes up at the beginning beginning of that same day and has to like figure out what's oh. going on. And uh yeah, it's great. It's it's very, very funny. It's 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 like uh it's kind of like mean girls. Like it has that same kind of sense of humor where there's all there's all these like really bitchy sorority girls who, you know. Play a part in the overall um, overall story, and uh, you want to know yeah, a fun
1: fact about Mean Girls? Now that you have brought that up, I would love to. So the, canonic, uh, the canonically, the girls' age in the movie is supposed to be fifteen. What? Yes, I guess those that are all makes supposed sense. to be fifteen-year-olds. Kind of makes the uh, Santa baby uh, sequence feel a little, a little. It's like worst.
2: cuties, but a little less. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least
1: the actresses who played them were not 15. But still, like after I found that, I was just like, oh, for some reason, like in my mind, because it was played by like adult actresses, I was just like, these are like seniors. They're like 17, 18 years old. But no, apparently they're supposed to be 15.
2: Yeah, I thought they were. I thought Lindsay Lohan was like a junior or something. Didn't they say that? I think it yeah. was
0: her junior year. Yeah. Oh,
1: no, no, it wasn't. No, I think, I think, uh, I think, no, I don't think so. Cause I was reading, I, I was reading the, uh, the IMDb trivia or whatever, because I had recently like, uh, watched the movie and, uh, yeah, it mentioned on there that they're all supposed to be 15. Wow. That's I do not know if they're supposed to be in their junior year is cause I isn't junior year, like 16.
2: Well, the description uh, is Lindsay Lohan, a 16 year old girl. <gasps> oh, So maybe IMDb trivia is just wrong then. I mean, also (laughs) I don't think they ever
1: address it. So I don't know. I don't think they ever say their name. They say their age in the movie.
2: But yeah, anyway,
1: (laughs) I I suppose (laughs) it's still kind of weird to watch the movie and imagine, Oh, these are supposed to be like not 18 year olds. I don't know why I, I, uh, I've seen the movie so many times the entire time. I'm just like, I I attach that to my mind. Anyway. Yeah, that does paint uh, a little bit of
0: a creepy vibe to it.
1: <laughs> well, I, it actually makes the scene where they're dancing actually make kind of a little bit more sense, I guess. Yeah, it's supposed to be horrifying.
0: Um. Yeah. What. Man, a Cuties sounds like a fucking horror movie, dude. Why was that movie ever made? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's not talk about that. Yeah, let's that. not even get yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. Let's not get into I'm,
1: that. I'm done talking about that. I already tried to talk about that with people, and it's really difficult.
0: Yeah, rather than watch Cuties, go watch The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and tell us if there's yes. a musical number, because I don't remember.
1: Well, while you were listing that off, I wrote down some movies that stuck out to me that I wanted to poke and prod a little bit more about. Yeah, yeah, please mind. do. I wrote down three uh, one of them you didn't mention. You said host, and I thought you were talking about the host. Have you seen The Host before? Uh,
0: is that... By the same guy that made Parasite. Oh, Bong Joon-ho's in yes. different area codes. Uh, no, I have not, but I, I know about it. That's the one. He's like a... It's about like a vampire, kind of? No. No. Oh, what's it about?
1: It's about a... Uh, a like a, a sea monster that kidnaps a girl, basically. What? Yeah, this looks. That good. sounds awesome. Should, I'll watch that. It's kind of a horror movie. You could probably get away with watching
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I'll put. I, okay, my definition of horror, for the purpose of knocking out thirty-one of these bad boys, is uh, very loose. Last year, I watched both Halloween Town and Halloween Town Two: Calabar's Revenge.
1: <laughs> nice. I remember those movies. This movie looks awesome, dude. I'll watch this. Yeah,
2: that's on my. Yeah, list that was no.
1: that's like one of the first. Um, <laughs> like. Truly foreign movies that I remember really liking growing up because um, I wasn't really into like films when I was a teenager, but somebody was like, no, you should watch The Host. I know it's all in subtitles and it's all like takes place in Korea and stuff, but it's really, really good. And I watched it and I was like, holy shit, like <laughs> it might sound stupid, but that was like finally my recognition that like, oh, uh, Americans don't just make movies <laughs> like other countries
0: do. <laughs> That's it's so cool. crazy. It came out in 2006, damn. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho's been doing it for a while. Yes. Um.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh Misery. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Uh,
0: I haven't. But that I is love, really good. I love I Kathy really Bates. That one. Um, and I know about it. I know it's like, it's like about a super fan of an author, and like his car breaks down by her house, and then she like captures him and breaks his legs and makes him stay with her or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because he he writes like um mystery novels or like you know those like cheesy um like novels that you see in the grocery store with like a fucking like fabio on the front yeah oh yeah he writes those kinds of th- novels and like he um apparently kills off a pivotal character in the series um in the script that he writes he he like he writes the manuscript right and he's like driving and he crashes next to this woman's house, and then she like uh, takes him in. And while he's like out for the count, and she's taking care of him, she like steals his manuscript and finds out that uh, he kills off like her favorite her favorite character. And so he like she like threatens him and, and makes him rewrite like
0: rewrite it. And it sounds like hijinks and Sue.
1: Yes, and then hijinks and um, Sue <laughs> and Kathy Bates like I think she got nominated for an Oscar or something. Like, she got like high uh, praise for that movie because she does a really good job acting.
2: It sounds yeah. good, but that plot almost sounds like something out of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, well, <laughs> like, that's like Larry, da- for you. Larry, Larry David. Larry <laughs> David crashes <laughs> his car. <laughs> makes
1: some really <laughs> stupid plot lines, in my opinion. But they almost, they, they almost never really are to my taste. But that one definitely um, sounds worse than it is.
0: Like you watch misery? it, you are like, oh, this is actually kind of fucky. like. No, that sounds really scary, honestly. That's like my worst nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that it's it's like you have to have a little bit of suspension and disbelief because, uh, like, of course, he crashes his car next to the biggest super fan of his book series. <laughs> like, yeah, that's stupid. Like, of course. Yeah, sure. Um, but if you can just, you know, say, ah, it's a movie. It's a funny story. Like, it's still really good. Like, the acting, I'd say, is the highlight of the movie and it's it's not really a horror movie to be honest but like it's Stephen King so i guess it kind of you can let it
0: slide who else is in that is that james Kahn also in it i forget his name but he's yeah, like james a famous Conn. actor as well yeah he was in the godfather he's awesome wasn't he an elf yeah he was a uh, buddy's dad <laughs> an elf <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what i remember where I'm from and Misery then the third movie elf. that
1: i wrote down that you mentioned was mandy i actually very recently saw that movie
0: Oh, dope. Yeah, I have not seen it, but I heard there's a chainsaw battle in it and uh, Nicholas Cage is in it. <laughs> yeah. And those are like two of my favorite overall things in life. It's
1: so funny. Like I was cracking up at that part. Um, but the movie itself is very cool. Like I've never seen anything like it. Um, I wish people would make more movies like that um, because it's, it's like really entertaining to see a stylistic movie that is more, it's like clearly more focused on making the movie look cool then like making the movie make sense or making the movie like the plot good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looks super like psychedelic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I could. um I mean, I don't really do drugs, but if I could watch the movie again, I'd probably do a lot of drugs before I watched it to enhance the experience because it's very, very kooky. But um yeah, Nick Cage goes full Nick Cage in it. And uh, he was uh, perfectly cast. Or the movie, I think, it's also a really funny scene where he's. Yeah, uh, it's not a spoiler, but when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a really funny scene where he is watching TV, and the commercial on TV is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, like they yeah, made it. I, I they know made what you're like talking a about Cheddar Goblin, report. something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, you do know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that, dude.
1: That Cheddar Goblin commercial is so fucking funny. <laughs> I love that thing. That's like, yeah, I've that's seen that. Like, I would. I. I I, I really wish like that was just isolated and I could watch that. It's like a it's like a mac and cheese commercial, is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the brand of the mac and cheese is Cheddar Goblin and it's this fucking disgusting goblin that barfs mac and cheese into kids bowls and they and they scream and they go, "Yay! Cheddar Goblin!" And he's like puking mac and cheese into their bowls. It looks fucking gross. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, that but the rest of the movie is awesome. not like that that's why it was so it stood out to me is that it was like this weird brief moment of like surreal comedy uh, <laughs>
2: it's like the but, i'll buy that for a dollar from a robocop oh my god <laughs>
1: iconic fake commercial yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Maybe yeah man i think you'll enjoy mandy it's very artsy and uh the cinematography is very red the whole movie's red <laughs> fuck yes red yeah
0: when I uh, when the wildfires uh, first started happening in California, to the point where yeah. the skies were all were all red, I sent a bunch of screenshots of Nick Cage like smiling at the camera, covered in blood, <laughs> yeah. in his car, where the, everything is red. To my yeah. family, saying like, "Hey, is this guy's? Is this is this you?"
2: <laughs> your family isn't in California. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant your main family.
1: I'd say that it was closer like to uh, Blade Runner twenty forty
0: nine. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of color grading,
1: in terms of color grading, the color grading of San Francisco, the city of San Francisco, was color graded more closely to uh, to uh, Denis Villeneuve than than the crazy bearded man that made Mandy,
0: <laughs> Panos Cosmatos.
1: Yeah, the the Greek man uh, is he Greek? It sounds like a Greek
0: name. <laughs> sounds pretty Greek to me. <laughs> yeah, I also uh, I also put on the list the Color Out of Space, which is another recent Nick Cage movie. Um, that is also also has a very uh red to red to pink color grading Uh, i heard it's pretty good it's like some weird hp lovecraft adaptation about a like a meteor crashing on like a farm and like i don't know turning people into squid monsters or whatever happens in hp lovecraft novels so i've heard that one's decent too so i want to watch that
2: um did you say you had the host on that
0: I have I have uh, I'd like to watch No, no, no I am Sorry, the, about The, the Bong Void movie. But uh I want to watch Host again because I really liked Host, the uh the Zoom N- movie. Yeah,
2: sorry. No, I I misspoke. I meant uh The Void. Did you say you had that? Yeah, I do. Uh have you seen it?
0: Uh no, I have not, but I heard it's like a really low budget movie with pretty cool special effects, and that's what that's what drew me to it.
2: Yeah, uh the first half is definitely better than the second, but you might enjoy it. I I that's on my it's it's on my list of uh my personal favorites so
0: oh cool yeah I'll, I'll check it out i just saw it uh i saw the poster for it and it had like tentacles coming out of a closet so it, it, yep. it seemed cool
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I read that the uh some of the practical effects were like crowdfunded on indiegogo which, wait really uh, yeah i thought that i thought that was pretty cool that's cool So it, uh, it piqued my interest
2: so dane if you had a list you said you were you were thinking about watching a couple what are you uh oh. what do
0: you think oh about? i don't know
1: I don't know. Um, I really don't. <laughs> I'd have to think about it. Most of it would probably be rewatches, though, just because I don't really watch a whole lot of horror movies over again after I've seen them. Mm-hmm. I would probably like to rewatch um, Hereditary again. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's probably my favorite one movies time. ever. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> Trying to think. Did you see, uh, you saw *Midsummer*, right?
1: I did. Although I probably wouldn't watch that one again. What? I don't so know. I, I, I thought it was all so right. So good.
0: I think, I think, uh, Hereditary is a whole lot, a whole lot better than Midsummer, but Midsummer's is excellent. Um, I just think Hereditary is just like a league of its own.
1: Yeah. Hereditary is more my speed. I think just personally, um, I know a lot of people liked, um, uh, Midsummer because I think it was probably more relatable. Um, yeah, it's like, like a breakup it movie. Se- it, it seems like something, yeah, I've never broken up. I've always, I've, I'm with all of the girls that I've ever been with still. So. Uh, but so I can't really relate, but it's uh it's like a drug. Like people do like psychedelics in the movie. And then it's also kind of like, I don't know. It comes off to me as kind of like a, an early twenties experience. Like whenever you're like out of college or like going on uh, uh, trips for college purposes, like it seems like a very common situation that younger kids get into. So it's probably like, Oh man, that could happen to me. I was thinking about backpacking in Europe. I was thinking about going to that commune of of uh, weird... I don't you know, know how often people go things. to Swedish
2: communes, but... No, no, I, but I mean, like,
1: <laughs> not not that specifically. I mean, just, like, uh, people intentionally putting themselves in, like, a different culture to study them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it seems like, like studying a, abroad. Yeah, exactly. It seems like a common thing for people to do in general, so I feel like... It, it might be more relatable not to mention of course the entire underlying tone of the movie, which is like a, uh, a struggling relationship that neither one of them is, is has the balls to break off, you know? Yeah. And that flower is also crowns. very, uh, <laughs> yeah. And flower crowns. That's so freaking Snapchat. I love that. So and I don't know the tone Snapchat. of the movie is probably like shocking to a lot of people. A lot of people aren't really, um, they, there are not a whole lot of movies like that. Although, um, one of my favorite movies actually that I might actually just rewatch because uh i remember really liking it was funny games oh it, I, I that, 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 that was one a of my, similar
0: tone to it that was one of my movies last year um oh, funny okay. games is a funny games is a weird one because it was uh it's a shot for shot remake of another movie called funny games that's directed by the same guy he like had a second yeah, yeah. shot <laughs> he, so he, he
1: basically you, just made like an a, a new version
0: of it <laughs> yeah, I think it was a Swedish movie. Then he just did like an American version. So, are you talking about? But they speak English.
1: About, they speak English in both of them.
0: Have you seen both of them? Yeah, which which version are you talking about?
1: I've seen both of them. I saw oh, them cool. actually very close together. <laughs> like I, yeah, I've only first, seen the remake. I watched the Swedish one first, and then I watched the like the one with um, the American actors in it. Yeah,
0: Naomi Watts and Naomi uh, I Watts forget and the uh,
1: guy, uh, guy uh, Mister Pink, <laughs> not Mister Pink, Mister not- Buck. Mister Bitch from. Mi- who? Uh what? Tim Roth, sorry.
0: Tim Roth. Tim is that yeah. Mr. Brown? I don't
1: remember what color he is in, in Reservoir Dogs, but I, every time I think of Tim Roth, I always just think of him in the back of the in the back of the car bleeding and he's like spitting and
2: going,
1: like that. Yeah,
0: whenever I think of Tim Roth, I always think about how during the filming of Reservoir Dogs, Tim Roth uh, covered in blood like laying on the ground of a warehouse uh the like uh what do they use the The corn syrup that they were using for blood was like so sticky and he was there for so long that he would get stuck to the ground and they had to like <laughs> pry him off the ground during filming <laughs> yeah uh but yeah funny games is a really that's a good movie it's really unsettling because it's like uh it's like a horror movie based on gaslighting so, yeah. like the main characters never really know. They they think like they're in the wrong, but they're the ones like in the midst of getting brutally murdered. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really liked Funny Games, and, and it does I think that- all of the oh, violence
1: is like off screen, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think all I think all of it is except like in the very beginning when Tim Roth gets uh, like hit with the golf club in the in the knee.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's a very unsettling movie. And I really like in the the opening shot of the movie is like Tim Roth and Naomi Watts uh, driving to their lake house and they're like smiling (laughs) and looking at each other in the car. But then the song playing in the movie is like a really hardcore Screamo song.
1: Yeah, I really like that too. With like the bold letters of funny games. Yeah. Like just big, bold red letters. Yeah, I like like juxtaposition like that. It's always pretty funny. Yeah, Yeah, I'll probably watch that one. I should probably be writing these down if I'm actually going to commit to this
0: yeah you should i think it's a uh, you know because we don't go trick-or-treating anyway and uh no. like there's not going to be like halloween parties this year so it's a way to like keep there will the, i'm uh, just not going to go to any because <laughs> i don't want to get
1: uh uh um disease that's killed 200,000 people yeah which disease personally that's killed? just which me though that? <laughs> that's yeah, just I, me though i don't know about anybody else but i don't i don't really want to die <laughs>
0: No, I actually have that same personal preference, and it's totally a personal thing. I just it's totally, don't wanna, like, up to you, like, it's
1: not a big deal. Yeah,
0: I just don't want to drown in my own lung juices this yeah, October. Yeah, that doesn't
1: sound fun to me, and I definitely am not going to risk that for uh, a pile of Snickers and and, uh, and licorice.
2: See, I decided to go to, the like, one of the main hot spots as a real way to get my October being real scary. I'm going to Nebraska, uh, towards the end of October and they have like a huge flare. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, badass dude. Yeah. (laughs) One of my good friends is (laughs) from Nebraska
1: and she's always complaining about how everybody on her Facebook, like that she knows from high school is like anti-mask. Yep. It's not surprising.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Nebraska is a huge hotspot right now. Yep. That's way
0: scarier than any of these movies on my list. Yeah.
2: So I'll let you know how that goes. Um, Yeah. It'll be interesting. <laughs> so
1: I have funny games in Hereditary.
0: I just need to think of eleven more. <laughs> just watch Hereditary, eleven more. Bone times.
1: Tomahawk.
2: Bone. I
1: tomahawk. Yeah, I, here's the thing: is that I I know I will like the movie, but I've uh, I from from one reason or another, I saw like um, a scene from that movie. I think someone posted it on Reddit a long time ago. They're just like one of the most brutal scenes in movie history, and I watched it. And it's like genuinely disturbing. Oh, <laughs> like it's just so fucked up.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like they You're talking.
1: It, it's very impressive. That, dude, I'm talking about I'm talking about the scene in the jail or their. Yeah. Oh. Action. Yep. Yep.
2: So don't don't spoil it. Gus is gonna. I'm see not it.
1: spoiling it or anything, but it's it. Like I don't really want to see that again, <laughs> dude.
2: Yeah, that's the, when I was talking about it. That's the fucking scene, dude. It is. Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> it's
1: fucked and and and. I don't know, it's just really well done to the point where it's just like Jesus Christ. But I know that I'll like the movie just because uh I've seen I think Red Letter Media did a uh like a review of the movie and um they really made it sound like a cool movie to watch. So, I'll put it on this list.
2: Yeah. Uh wasn't there there is some a 24 movie about <laughs> a lighthouse. Oh it's, yeah, uh, is that a horror that's movie lighthouse?
0: Yeah, The Lighthouse is definitely a horror movie. That was on I'm, my p- list I'm last year. i putting
1: that on there. That's on my I, list. I saw that in theaters one time, and I want to see it again. yeah. You,
2: guys, you guys were talking about it in our uh, Super Safty yeah. Brothers uh, episode. I forgot what it was called. but <laughs> <He is> Super <laughs> Safety I, Brothers. I, 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 I wanted to watch it, so that's on there. It's if really you, good, yeah.
0: If you love jerking off, you will love The Lighthouse.
1: <laughs> Look- there's only like three or four or ten jerking <laughs> off scenes in the movie, okay?
0: If you love I mean, gigantic like you, mermaid pussies, think about it you this will way. like if, The Lighthouse. If
1: you were stuck on a lighthouse uh, island for a year with one other dude, I mean, you jerk off to
0: a little statue of a mermaid, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, we've all, we all have. We all have. <laughs> let let he who has not jerked off to a mermaid statue cast the first stone. That's, <laughs> that's what I'll say. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good movie, though. <laughs> Definitely, I'm going to watch it.
2: I have another recommendation that if you like meta and horror movies, I guess, like, mm-hmm. like I, I like scream. So I think that's why I like this movie so much. There's you're a, you're about
1: to recommend cabin in the woods, aren't you?
2: No. Uh, I was <laughs> going to ask if you guys think it holds up, but this is a different one. This is a more risky recommendation because I think this oh. movie might be bad, but I really enjoyed it. Um, okay. it's called grave encounters Two. Oh boy. uh, The original Grave Encounters was, like, some... I mean, they're both straight-to-Netflix movies uh, from, like, (laughs) Uh the early teens. I think they came out, like, 2013, 2014. Um, But the first one was shitty. Like, I I watched it afterwards, and it was just bad. Uh, It was, like, some, like, low-budget, like, horror movie with, like, really, really bad CGI. But when they made the second one, the second one is about the kids watching that movie and because it was like a found footage movie and being like this is fake right like this can't be real and they go investigate the place where the original movie took place and it's i don't know like they did like a way better job uh this time with everything but it was like such a weird meta concept of like dishing on your main movie to be the inspiration for like like the start of the plot for your next movie um, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. It's on my list of like some of my favorite horror movies. So I know a lot of people haven't heard of that one. So I throw that one out every now and then. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, it's just the I love that meta narrative, you know, like mm. Cabin in the Woods. That, that, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to mention that. Like, do you guys think that movie still holds up? I I haven't seen it
1: since like 2012. Yeah, right? Me too. (laughs) So maybe I'll add that one to my list too because I remember when that movie came out, everyone was like, oh my God, it's so good. And then I watched it and I was like, I guess it was all right. Like I didn't really get the hype at the time, but um, I don't know. I would be willing to give it a try again.
2: Yeah, like I don't see that movie. It made me, I never really cared for Evil Dead. Um, Like I knew Gus was a huge fan of him growing up. And I, I never really got the appeal. Uh, like, I thought Evil Dead 2 was pretty dumb. There's, like, some, like, wasn't there some weird, like, skeleton scene of, like, hand-drawn skeletons jumping around on the screen before <laughs> the first, the second one starts? Am I remembering that right?
1: I don't know, but that sounds really scary. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm um, unsettled. Yeah, I, I don't know how it started, but I never really cared for them. Then I saw Cab in the Woods, and I was like, this is great. This, this is such a good spin on this and it made me appreciate the evil dead remake that came out a couple years later and i was like wow mm. i really enjoy this type of like you know kids go out to the cabin movie now um well it's more than that isn't it oh yeah it's like i mean it's it's like a riff on th- the primary basis is like the it's Evil Dead. Like it's,
1: scr- it's almost like scream like yeah it's you know? like
2: the evil dead but scream you know like yeah, like it yeah. throws in more horror movie clichés like it, it it's very meta about horror movies while at its at the same time being a horror movie and it combines a lot of the elements that like goes into something at the end you know yeah um, but what i'm saying is like the main you know like the main inspiration or like setup for that movie was evil dead which is yeah. like got me to because, like, the Evil Dead, like, a lot of those, like, 70s horror movie franchises kind of, like, pivoted into the absurd, I feel like. like <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah.
0: Army of Darkness?
2: Yeah. I was going to say, like, Evil Dead turned into, like, the... I forget, what's the that guy's name with the chainsaw? Ash? Bruce
0: Campbell. Bruce, yeah, Bruce Campbell.
2: Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, like, it turned into that. And it's like, okay, I get this now. I didn't get it before I saw Cabin in the Woods. That was, like, my first, like... It was, like, baby's first meta analysis movie i guess (laughs) i don't know um but it got me to appreciate them
0: yeah i think it would still hold up i think it would still hold up because i think the the commentary on horror is pretty is pretty funny and i remember it being being done uh pretty solidly back then and uh i still think about some of the gags in that movie being pretty funny like when chris hemsworth's character uh at the very end uh I, i guess i won't spoil it but there's there's a funny scene where uh he rides a motorcycle (laughs) that you guys probably remember if you remember that movie. I don't
1: Uh, really remember very much about it. I remember like one or two very, uh, very specific parts about the movie, but all I know is that like halfway through the movie, I was just like, Oh,
0: I get it. And then (laughs) that was like the experience of watching it. Yeah. I think, uh, as I've seen a lot more horror movies since I first watched that movie, I think I'd probably appreciate it even more now. Maybe I should add that to my list to see, it, see if that holds true. I you're going to be watching like 40. No, I mean, I'm not going to watch all of these. I just want to ha- have a big roster that I can choose from. Ah, uh,
1: I see. And then you're like, I kind of want to watch this today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay. Yeah. Send me your list, Gus. Um, I'm going to put it in the show notes along with a lot of the other movies we mentioned. It's like the oh, cool, big yeah. Halloween
0: grab bag. Yeah, that I got Yeah, what's a good name for it? I think Halloween Grab Bag 2020. That's a that's, that's a decent that's one. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, cuz right now it's just called October 2020 Horror Movies in my notes app. So yeah, Halloween Grab Bag 2020 sounds way more uh marketable. So yeah, that's that's what it's called. Great. Wonderful. Uh okay, speaking of horror, uh so I want to I want to switch over to talking about Ratchet because this is a TV show that uh matt just watched i have not watched it um i'm kind of interested in it how do you say it ratchet ratchet
2: so it's 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 like it's ratchet but the pronunciation that everybody says in the show it sounds like ratchet with it 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 sounds like that d is supposed to be more of a t ratchet okay ratchet
0: ratchet ratchet is a new movie or a new tv or a new show on netflix done by ryan murphy of uh american horror story and glee fame i think and uh it is a spin-off of one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh oh, it's really? it's a movie yeah it's a movie it's a tv show about So <laughs> they get on, the like, rights the, to that i they probably what just the had fuck? it lying around but <laughs> what i find so funny about this show ratchet is that One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is not a horror movie. It's, like, a dramedy. It's, like, mostly a comedy about Jack Nicholson, like, faking his way into a mental hospital to avoid going to jail. And then he meets all these, like, kooky uh, people at the mental hospital and then, like, tries to break out. And Nurse Ratchet is this, like, hard-ass who, like, makes people take medicine they don't want to take. And is, like, generally not a chill nurse. But, um to make a, what seems like a horror TV show spinoff based on a character from this movie from like the seventies or eighties, uh, is just so absurd to me. Like, it seems like that Netflix yeah. just like somehow had the rights to one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And in some meeting an executive was like, but what if, what if um, we made this?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So Fox. there's a couple, couple things on what you just said. Um, I do, I totally thought it was a horror show just from like the trailer and how they kind of portrayed a lot of it but it's it's not like and I don't it, it never even tries to be it's it's weird cuz like I feel like all the marketing tries to dress it up like that because like I thought this was going to be a show about a nurse that like like a that like euthanized a lot of people secretly like some sort of weird Dexter thing or something like that you know like just from what, like the trailer, like the Netflix trailer, it focuses on like there's this one character that has this like burnt, scarred face, and like it shows a lot of these like weird, moody lighting and like shots, and it just it seems like that's how it's going to be set up. But it's more of like a mystery show of like like the whole sh- the the first half of the show is you trying to figure out who this character of miss ratchet is because it doesn't like give you a clear picture um and the entire show is kind of just like like the first half of the show is kind of just going over who she is and when that's revealed it spends the rest of the time um tying everything up so uh yeah it, it's 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 kind of an odd show. Like, I really enjoyed it, like, watching it. Um, I thought the story was pretty good. Some of the... They aren't afraid to um, kill people off, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, people you would think, like, would be safe, I guess, just will go (laughs) kind of just randomly, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, But uh, looking... uh, Yeah, and then, like, they'll do a lot of things where they'll just... Like, you weren't expecting that. Like, the show will just kind of go in a weird, different angle. Um, And I enjoyed that, but now that I'm, like, thinking back to certain parts about it, like, it's kind of inconsistent in its theme in a certain way. Like, a good example of this is, I think in the first, like, four episodes or so, and it's eight total, there will be moments where something will happen to a character. Like... Like, they will have a realization or they won't get something they wanted. And they would use this, like, really moody lighting, like, like a very, like, artistic shot. Like, they're walking down a hallway and they just, like, stick, like, a green gel filter in front of the camera <laughs> lens. Like, the whole... It's like screen. Fallout 3. No, it, it's more like... Like, they'll do with Red 2. Like, it, it's like a very... I don't know horror-ish movie trope, I feel like like you don't see it a whole lot, but like it'll just give that entire the entire thing just goes to this like green or red color. Like if, if it was in black or white it'd be, you know, like red and black or like green and black. Um and it was it's weird. And they do that and like you can kind of pick up on it's like, okay, maybe this color is like their mood, but then they just drop it. Like it doesn't happen in the second half of the, the show. Like oh, when weird. I look back, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of whack now that I think about it, but like also it's not super important, you know, <laughs> like, like I, I realized that just now, like thinking back, um, and it also just kind of shifts to, like I said, like the first half of the show is uncovering who this character is, but then you know who the character is and then they don't like, I don't know. It's weird for, like, a show that's about mystery. Like, once the mystery's done, it more is, like, it it tries to tie it up, but then it also leaves it open for, like, a sequel, you know? Like, it's just kind of, like, odd theming. But, like, even with all that, um, I still found it pretty enjoyable. Uh, Especially, like, I'm not a fan of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or whatever. Like, I hadn't even seen that. I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize this. cuckoo's was a, nest. Yeah. <laughs> I also will say from the, the description you gave Nurse Ratched from um, the source material, she doesn't really sound like that in the show. <laughs>
0: Wait, Which so is, what's the show about?
2: It's about her. I was trying to like avoid spoilers. It basically she the show opens up with a guy murdering four priests just like in cold blood. Uh, he walks in and like stabs them, smashes their face, slits their throat, like just kills a bunch of them. Um, and then that guy goes to a mental hospital. And then after they show that, it shows Nurse Ratchet driving up to this hospital and trying to get a job there. And it's kind of about her being at the hospital, and it also will go into like that murderer, um, like why he killed the priest, and it will tie all the stuff together. And like, like I said, the whole show's like a mystery. Cause like, you don't know who this character is. You don't know like, why is she at the ho- hospital? Is it because of this murderer? Is it because like she needs a job? I don't know. Um, but it also keeps the, I think it keeps the time periods the same. Like this show is set in the, the late forties. Um, I think 1947 specifically, and they do a really good job, uh, capturing that theme. Like, a, a really cool part about it is it shows a lot of, I mean, it doesn't show, like, cities as they would have looked in the 1940s, but it shows a lot of, like, imagery that you kind of would associate of California, because um, that's the state that it takes place in, in the late 40s. Like, there'll be a lot of, like, people driving, and there's just a lot of, like, nothingness, because all the cities in California are so far apart, and it's not really developed yet. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. And they got all like the classic cars and whatnot.
0: Um, so is this like Southern California, like Los Angeles?
2: It's like mid to Southern. I think the show okay. takes place somewhere near Monterey. Um, oh, cool. But they talk about like San Francisco. Um, the governor comes down from Sacramento all the time. Like, I don't know. You'd think that California is a lot smaller with how many cities are mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and how people are going to and from them, but <laughs>
1: yeah, you just drive from San Francisco to to L.A. Yeah,
2: Easy. but also, I guess it's not that far since <laughs> you have to consider there's like zero traffic at that point, right? Well, that's true. True. <laughs> true. But yeah, I don't it know. Would, it was it, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think season two will be good considering. <laughs> like the first half of the show that was good was like I don't know what's going on, you know? Like what is all this? And I know everything that's going on. So mm. what is going to what's the draw, you know? What what's the season 2 going to try to do? Um yeah. Yeah, I recommend uh it's 8 episodes, light watch.
0: I think that that's a that's a nice tight uh. amount of episodes. I like that.
2: Yeah, very classic Netflix
0: binge show. Oh, and Matt, speaking of a number of episodes, last week we were talking about uh, Lovecraft Country and how you wanted to wait to binge it when it's done. Uh, there are three more episodes, so you don't have that much longer to wait.
2: Okay, cool. You know, I might just, would that count? If I watch that, does that count as like a horror thing?
0: Yeah, it's definitely. All right, it's I, definitely I, horror.
2: Well, I guess it finishes in October, so I'll get it done this month.
0: Oh, hell yeah. That's good. Because I Lovecraft just finished Country's Watchmen. So good. Oh dude, Watchmen was so yeah. I don't think we have time. This we, we should save that for next week. To, oh yeah. Just, like, like well we I mean, can dive through Watchmen. I, I still have to watch I Watchmen. That show. Yeah. Oh dude, watch it and then we can talk about it because oh my yeah. god, Dan, it's so good. HBO's well, I add that to my that's Melissa horror movies.
2: You're talking about the show, you know right? Okay. I'll count it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I love the <sighs> movie. Yeah, dude, dude.
2: Show's really good. Um yeah. I would like to come back to it, especially like with your fresh take, because I think last episode we talked a lot about uh, it, but we didn't discuss the whole thing because I still had um, two more episodes to go, but when you finish it up, you should let us know. We'll do a, a deep dive.
0: Dude, The way they handle Dr. Manhattan in that show is just chef's kiss. Beautiful. Oh my god, so cool. Does this uh, cock
1: hang out like in the movie? I slightly yes, disagree he,
0: and yes. He does have a big fat cock oh, and he loves oh, waffles. I was, was
1: kind of joking, but I guess it is on HBO, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and none of
2: those V shorts anymore, dude. No, no, He does not wear. He does not wear <laughs> yeah, pants like ever. His, his
1: thong that he puts on
2: sometimes in the movie.
0: His battle thong. Yeah, he does not wear the battle thong. <laughs> his battle thong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might. I might even start
1: watching that tonight. To be honest, it's really, really good. Else. It it's, is, dude. Really the first good. episode.
0: The first episode just fucking punches you in the face and just gets you revved up for the rest of it. Oh yeah, I hope God. you want to watch like three oh, yeah.
2: episodes in a row tonight, Dane, because <laughs> that's what happened to me. I, all right. The I first mean, episode
0: will probably also teach you a history lesson that you will be astounded you have never heard of. Yeah, I yeah, I I've heard,
1: I've heard that the first episode goes over a uh, an un an like uh, underrated underrated is a terrible word to use, but like. Uh, a historical like event that nobody really talks
0: about. Yeah, it's uh, uh visually arresting. <laughs> it's a uh, it's super okay. intense. Yeah, it, it's it's great. It, it, and if you love Watchmen the original, there's no yes. way you won't you won't love this. It's just it, yeah. It's straight I out used of to like
1: it a lot more than I do these days, but I I uh, well, that's I good because this is better. I really like it. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs>
2: it's just <laughs> yeah, dude. This eclipse it and. Like
1: I mean, so last time we talked about it, you kind of sold it, uh, Gus, when you said that Jeremy Irons plays
0: uh, Ozymandias. So. Oh, and he's so good. Mandius And this is just beautiful. Oh, my God. It's just like, and he, he just seems like exactly who Ozymandias from the movie, the original movie, would grow into. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it's just awesome. And and the, he has the costume, too. He has that like, a, you know, like Egyptian king looking costume with the purple and the the gold. It's mm. so good. It's so good. Matt, who's your favorite character in the show? All oh, of
2: dude, I'm super biased. I fucking loved
0: Looking Glass. Oh, yeah. looking Yeah, yeah. mine too. Looking Glass was just so cool. Tim Blake dude, Nelson's Buster character. Scruggs
2: himself. Like, yeah. Wait, <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson
1: is in the... Oh, dude, my God. He, dude, I love Tim Blake, Blake Nelson,
0: Nelson. He plays this uh, superhero who is like a... Uh, he's like a psychiatrist who... He wears this like reflective mask that's like a mirror but it's like a rubber mirror on his face and he like brings people into this like interrogation spaceship looking thing where he flashes all of these images in their faces to see like to read their their lies and if they're telling the truth Mm. it's it's so badass oh my god looking glass rules man i wish there was going to be a season two but alas, it won at the Emmys. It just won a whole bunch of uh, uh, a wh- won a whole bunch of awards in the limited series category, which I think makes it a fish that it is not coming back. Yeah, another, I mean, se- honestly,
2: I'd be okay with getting a new Watchmen property every twenty
0: years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when we need it the most, yeah, it will, it will come yeah. back. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, Watchmen's great, um, but yeah, okay, so uh, we are. I think. Nearing the end of the pod, but uh, I yeah, think it we would said that funny. we were gonna talk about
1: Avatar 2, but there's not much to say about it, to be honest. It's just uh, be aware, I guess that <laughs> be aware that, that Avatar is finally coming back after after James Cameron has been been lying to us about it for <laughs> tw- ten
0: years <laughs> Wasn't the, it awesome? th-
2: weren't there supposed to be like seven movies, yeah, mm-hmm. and I
0: think and I think it got trimmed down to like four, yeah, think, and maybe and even the, three every. Now.
1: It's funny you go on IMDb and I mean like you can't really prove that this was the case, but I can tell you for sure that over the last ten or fifteen years or whatever since the last Avatar came out, um, the first Avatar, the only Avatar came out, um, (laughs) uh, the uh, the IMDb has been saying like, oh, Avatar two is coming out like two years, and it just (laughs) keeps changing. It like it's always two years away. Like no matter what, anytime you look at IMDb, it's just like, yeah, two years from now. And it's been like that for like 10 years. It's really funny.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> and like, and it <laughs> I wonder, yeah. do you guys know what happened with that? Cause like,
1: I don't know. I would, I actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to the inevitable documentary about the mm-hmm. movie than the actual movie itself. Cause I'm sure that there's some weird story with it. I mean, it's like one of the, it's like, I think it might be one of the highest grossing films of all time. Still, if not yeah. the highest grossing film. I think it is. So like, I find it, like baffling that it's been delayed so much because hollywood generally is like yeah we need to cash in on this as soon as possible and it's way past the fact like nobody gives a shit about avatar anymore yeah i forgot about it like (laughs) yeah everybody did so i think it's like really funny like I, i i'm expecting the story to be interesting uh, at least I hope it is. I hope it's not just as something as simple as like, yeah, James Cameron just got busy a lot. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah. Too much he time doing? in that Mariana trench.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, we were trying to make Avatar, but every time that we showed up to set, we were like, well, where's James? Oh, he's in the bottom of the Mariana. In the side. fucking <laughs> trench again. <laughs> he's in the trench Cameron again. in God the trench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like there's not much else to say about Avatar 2. I just thought that was really funny that like, finally the news is coming out that it's actually like out of, um, like, uh, Principal photography.
0: I think he said that the third one is almost done too. I think he said like Avatar two is done, done, and then Avatar three is like ninety five percent done filming, something like that. Yeah. See,
2: this is why it's taken so long. He's releasing all seven movies at once. (laughs) It's going to be a Netflix series, (laughs) but each episode is three hours long and it's movie quality per episode.
0: I mean, I'd watch that. I really liked the original Avatar, and I I I still like it. Is it worth? Even though it is.
2: I heard it yeah. was like very like sure. vanilla story and this the graphics were really good, but that doesn't hold up. So, I mean, I'm sure they hold up, but what i what I mean is like that's not a huge draw for me, uh, <laughs> ten years later. It I is mean literally have you seen the a
0: movie? Story, have you seen Pocahontas? It's it's space Pocahontas.
1: Have you seen movies? It's just a movie. I don't know. It it's like it's crazy that it was um that it's the highest grossing film to me because it's just so not memorable okay yeah see that's what i've
2: heard that's what i've heard like a lot of people hammered it's not a bad movie well yeah that's not that's what i'm saying though yeah 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 finish your thought (laughs) oh sorry
1: no no my i I just find that it, it, it like the amount of money it made and the amount of like publicity it got when it came out is not at all uh like parallel with the quality of the movie yeah If that makes sense yeah
2: like that's what i heard i heard the story was very safe like to like get a lot of people to come see it and the real selling point was like i don't know kind of like the strategy with titanic where it looks really really good at the time and like they'll have like little things like did you know that every star in the sky in titanic is actually how it was that night you know like trying to get people (laughs) in Like I mean, that, I uh yeah, yeah. Like I, I heard that's what they were trying to do. Like <laughs> the world of Avatar is so realistic; people have cried after leaving the movie theater because <laughs> it was so beautiful. Like I remember fucking <laughs>
1: headlines like that.
2: You guys remember yes. those, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. The press for it was crazy.
2: Yeah, for sure. And it's like it, I, I mean, it can't be that compared good compared to Titanic. It's
1: like it's really good. Well, I really I like Avatar. Go, I can go back and watch Titanic, and I can think, okay, it kind of makes sense that this movie made a lot of money well it's Man, got titties it was, dude. like a huge cultural yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's very titty. true <laughs> there's one that's titty. very true but the movie itself actually holds up but i'm i don't really get the titanic hate to be honest Compa- at least compared to the avatar oh, i'm not hating on, on it i'm just no no yeah. i know but i'm just comparing the two movies because they were both like um box office record breakers right both con- coincidentally made by james cameron
2: yeah
1: um but Titanic is like is a movie that actually has a place in film. <laughs> I think uh an Avatar like I don't know. Think about think about Titanic. There you can quote a lot of things from Titanic. A lot of quotes, right? Uh I'm uh, I'm uh, the king of the world on the front of the boat. That's iconic. Um when old old woman rose says uh it's been 84 years or something when <laughs> she sees the jewel years. yeah it's been 84 years i mean it's kind of a Skull. meme more than anything but it's like iconic like people people recognize scenes from the movie and they say oh yeah that's that's like that goes down in hist in film history with avatar i cannot think of a single line that was said in that movie i cannot think of a single scene except for the part where they fuck with their hair and that was mostly because it was funny.
0: Uh what else I happens can. in the movie? I don't know. I <laughs> like... Okay. I quote Avatar all the time, actually. So there's I'm this an, one. I'm the blue Avatar. That's my favorite line. I'm the blue man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blue. Double D. Double do. Uh no, I uh there is a quote from Avatar that I use all the time, unironically. Well maybe it's ironically, I don't know. Uh, but there's a part where the like the badass like a Marine Sergeant guy, uh, where he goes, a Marine in an avatar body. That's a potent mix. I, <laughs> <What>? yeah, <laughs> dude, I describe I, things what? as potent mixes all the time because of avatar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's a potent. I remember that. Okay. I do remember now that you're refreshing my memory. I remember the army dude <laughs> in that game or not in that game in that. I mean, it might as well be a video game. I remember the army dude in that movie was so hilariously stereotypical. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) it basically just like, let's take the army dude from, uh, from full metal jacket and like turn it up to 11.
0: Yeah, it really is like that same, (laughs) that same guy. And there's a, there's a scene where that army guy, that army sergeant dude, is like piloting a giant mech that has a giant Bowie knife, and he has like a knife fight with another <laughs> mech with a giant robot Bowie knife. It's okay, so maybe awesome, I, dude. I gotta
1: put the I gotta put Avatar <laughs> on my list. That's uh, like I actually want to watch it again now. It <laughs> sounds fucking hilarious. It's it might be fun to watch mix. as like as like a as like a meme.
2: <laughs> Avatar yeah. Two is a 2021 film. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> it's It says it on Google, dude. How could they lie? Wow. That's mm-hmm. not two years out. That's one year out.
0: tell lies. Damn, dude, I cannot wait. I'll believe it when I see it. There's They've gonna been be saying so many it's people... coming
1: out. They said it was coming out in like 2014. <laughs> so, uh, no. Yeah.
0: People are going to be crying after that, after they go see that movie, because they're going to realize that they are going to die of COVID after going to a movie theater to watch Avatar. Yes,
1: I'm going to see avatar and i'm gonna cry because i i will realize that james cameron isn't real
0: oh dude it's on (laughs) disney plus yeah dude i'll
2: watch that when i get my yeah i'll get i'll watch that Mm. when i get my sub again for mandalorian
0: oh sick
1: (laughs) oh yeah
2: when is the new season of that coming out uh october i think
0: like i think end yeah i'm not sure
1: i'll have to make another burner account so i can get a free trial (laughs) hell yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah, I never finished Mandalorian season one because there was like one episode I thought was just really dumb, and I just gave up on it. You mean the entire middle
2: like, of the show? Yeah, yeah are you talking <laughs> about the one where
1: the one where they trained the village to fight the big. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, walker? we've talked about this <laughs> before. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah that, that, one, just that one. That one like If I rewatched Mandalorian, I'll just straight up skip that episode. That episode is retarded. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's complete filler. Complete yeah, filler. Gus,
2: you missed the conversation. The one. Uh, all of our listeners, um, if you don't recall, oh, no. I am canonically the most motionist <laughs> pixel, as I have been on every episode. Um, and the one episode Gus wasn't on, whereas Dane and I, we trashed on Mandalorian. So we did. Are- yeah, we trashed on the bad episodes, but I
1: think overall, I still think the show is better than yeah. most Star Wars things by a long shot.
2: Yeah, like two, uh, the first and second. And then the last couple episodes are pretty good. And then, like, the middle ones are, like, hit or miss. Like, that fucking village one you were saying.
0: Yeah, the village one's so bad, dude.
2: (laughs) The fucking cardinal (laughs) sin of, oh, you should do this thing that won't fucking happen because the show's three episodes in. It's like, obviously, he's not going to stop being a fucking bounty hunter. Come on. Yeah, right. Like, you think we're going to be like, oh, the show's only three episodes. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I I'll finish it and then watch season two because I, I I do want to watch the the new the new new, you know keep up with the Star Wars new hotness. Yeah, but I, um, Star War. Star Wars. Sorry,
1: Baby Yoda. Oh sorry, god, I definitely peaked so
0: the microphone. There. Cute, he's so cute. He's so adorbs. Uh oh my god, he's totes adorbs. He's adorkable even. He's adorkable, and I have like eight Funko Pops of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right guys yeah. we, 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 we did it we oh, did and, it oh and uh microsoft <laughs> we talked about bethesda. all the things that we said that we were going to talk there we about. go
2: we did it microsoft bought bethesda we talked about everything oh shit we, we didn't wrap up s- um.
0: <laughs> of course they did do that yeah they did do that man that's pretty crazy
2: wow golly Dude, thanks
0: bill gates yeah okay so you know what okay so here's my conspiracy theory so bill gates saw that they were gonna buy Bethesda, and he said, delay Halo and rename it Starfield. <laughs> it's gonna be called Halo Starfield. I don't get it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so that's the end of the episode. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, This has been the Motion Pixels Podcast. I am your co-host, August Meyer. August say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Joined once again by my lovely co-host, Matthew Rowlings. Matthew, say goodbye. Goodbye. And joined once again by the baddest boy of comedy, Dane, Kevin Cook. Dane, say goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because this has been the Motion Pixels podcast and theme song.
1: Finished. All right, now, Matt, take all three of those voice clips and layer them on top of each other so that we're all harmonizing with ourselves. Okay. Goodbye.
2: Goodbye.